Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. While you're still standing, I'm going to read, uh, take this opportunity to read uh, two or three verses in Psalm 18. And again, thank you for the up and down. Uh, If you are physically unable to stand every time that uh, we stand in the service, I understand that and God understands that. You just stand when you're able. I believe God recognizes that. I do know that I have stood when I wanted to sit because my body was wrecked in pain. Many a time standing on this platform, I wanted to sit down in that nice comfortable chair over there, but I knew my Jesus deserved me standing, and so I made the sacrifice to do that. No judgment upon anyone who doesn't stand. That's between you and the Lord, but... uh, I love to praise him and let him know that I love him. Amen. Psalm 18, verse 1. Psalm 18, chapter 18 and verse 1. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And so shall I be saved from mine enemies. I'm going to read that verse again. Notice it, would you please? I will do what? Call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and that's how I'm going to be saved from my enemies. I'm preaching to you today from from this thought. Uh, I want you to understand something about the Lord, that he is waiting for your call. Everybody say, my call. So I'm preaching this, heaven's 911. Heaven's 911. God will bless his word, and God bless you as you're seated today. I want to tell you the story of a man who had a, quite an experience one day. In Northern California, uh, I'll even tell you his name. His name was Jay, Jay Rathman. While hunting deer in the Tahima Wildlife Area near Red Bluff in Northern California, he climbed to a ledge on the slope of a rocky gorge. As he raised his head to look over the ledge above him, he sensed a movement just to the right of his face. Suddenly, a coiled rattlesnake struck with lightning speed, just missing Rathman's right ear. The four-foot snake's fangs got snagged in the neck of his wool (laughs) turtleneck sweater, and the force of the strike caused it to land on his left shoulder. It then coiled around his neck He grabbed it behind the head with his left hand and could feel the warm venom running down the skin of his neck, all the while the snake's rattles making a furious racket. He fell backward and slid headfirst down the the steep slope through brush and lava rocks, his rifle and binoculars bouncing along beside him on the rocks. As luck would have it, he said later in describing the incident to a Department of Fish and Game official, I ended up wedged between some rocks with my feet caught uphill from my head. I could barely move. 
I was totally upside down. He got his right hand on his rifle. Now, you remember the snake is still stuck in his sweater. He got his right hand on the rifle and used it to disengage the fangs from his sweater, but the snake had enough leverage to strike again. He made about eight attempts and managed to hit me with his nose just below my eye about four times. I kept my face turned so that he couldn't get a good angle with his fangs, but it was very close. This chap and I were eyeball to eyeball, and I found out that snakes don't blink. He had fangs like darning needles. I literally had to choke him to death. It was the only way out. I was afraid that with all the blood rushing to my head, remember now, he's still upside down, I might pass out. When he tried to toss the dead snake aside, he couldn't let go. Quote, I had to literally pry my fingers from its neck. Ruthman, who at the time was age 45, works for the Department of Defense in San Jose, estimated that his encounter with the snake lasted 20 minutes. Warden Dave Smith says of meeting Rathman, quote, he walked towards me holding this string of rattles and said with a sort of grin on his face, I'd like to register a complaint about your wildlife here. Uh, boy, life is a jungle sometimes, isn't it? Isn't it? H hadn't you ever felt like this guy? I know I have. Have you ever felt like you were just up against a wall and you were thinking, what on earth am I going to do now? Or when is this all going to be over? Where's the money going to come from? How much longer do I have to put up with this? Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me just remind you this afternoon of a very, very simple fact that we sometimes forget. The fact of the matter is, in this life, we can't do it by ourselves. Amen. We need help. <laughs> sometimes in this life, we just need to call 911. I'm going to tell you what heaven's 911 is this afternoon. And I, I want to tell you something probably that most of you here already know, but we let it slip from memory because a lot of us do try to do it all on our own, in our own strength, with our own agility, our own ability, our own talent, or, or just with whatever we've got on hand, we're going to do it ourselves. Life is hard. Sometimes the road of life gets rough, but, but I'm glad to be able to take a few moments out today to remind you of what you need to do when you're getting to uh, what seems like might be the end of the road, at least the end of your ability to navigate the road of your life successfully. Sometimes we just need to do nothing else but just simply cry out to God. And God loves that. He absolutely loves to hear us not just say, help, help me, God. He likes that. But I want to tell you what he loves. He loves this. Help me, God. 
I need you in my life right now, God. You know what I'm going through. Where are you? I can't make it without you. The Bible says, call on his name. Hallelujah. We, we need to be like that lady in the uh, well-known television commercial several years back. She was on the floor, and she couldn't move, bless her heart. And the, the commercial has the camera on her. She cries out, help, I've fallen, and I can't. Get up. Amen. I believe there's some people in this audience today, sitting in this room, watching online, who've been there. I believe I'm talking to some of you who are still there. But you know what? Sometimes we don't want to cry out to God for help. And we've got several reasons for doing that. Sometimes we've fallen down so much we're just tired of getting back up, and we're afraid if we get back up, we're just going to fall back down again, so we might as well just stay down. That's where the devil wants you, because it just seems like we can't make any headway. It doesn't matter what got you down there, though. Let me tell you, you need to get back up. Sometimes the only way you're going to get back up is by the help of the Lord. You say, well, well, God knows where I am. Why doesn't he just show up and help me up? Why doesn't he just help me regardless of whether I ask for it or not? Here's why. Because there's something about the cry of his children that does something to the heart of Almighty God. When it seems like the devil is just giving it to you like that rattlesnake was giving Mr. Rathman over and over and over and over again. And the pain is hitting you and you're hanging by a thread on the cliff of life. That's when you need to cry out to God. When that old slew foot, that old devil is just pounding you and you don't know how it's going to stop or when it's going to stop. It's time right then for you to call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Very quickly, let me remind you, probably my favorite character in the Bible outside of the Lord Jesus himself, David, was a man who knew how to call on God. He said, the Lord is my rock. Well, let's go to verse 1. I will love thee, our text, Psalm 18. O Lord, my strength, the Lord is my rock, my fortress. Listen to this. My deliverer, my God, he listed, my strength in whom I will trust. He keeps going. My buckler, the horn of my salvation, my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So that's how I'm going to be saved from my enemy. Skipping down to verse 6. In my distress, he says, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. And he heard his voice all the way from his temple in glory. And my cry came came before him, even unto his ears. God knows where you're at, sure, but he wants to hear your cry. He wants you to punch the button on heaven's telephone, 911. I need you, Jesus. I can't make it without you. I'm going to call on your name till you show up down here and do something about my situation.
I'm going to tell you, that kind of attitude gets God's attention. It was David who wrote, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he, God, delights in that man or woman's way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly or totally cast down. You may be down for a little while, but it's not going to last forever. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. David knew what it was like to be down. You may get down, but you don't have to stay down. Thank God. You can get up because the Lord can pick you up. Amen. David knew what it was like to be in a desperate situation, an impossible set of circumstances. And what was David's secret? Why was David called a man after God's own heart? Because David understood something. God doesn't want a bloody lamb or turtle dove to make things right between you and him. Sure, that's what he told Moses on Mount Sinai to tell the people to do. And sure, that's what they did for the next several hundred years, the next several centuries. To make things right with God, they would bring an animal and sacrifice it on an altar somewhere. And the priest would take that blood and sprinkle it on the Ark of the Covenant uh, in the Holy of Holies to, to reconcile God with the people. But that's not the kind of thing that God really wanted. That's really not what turned God on in having a relationship with this creation that he created and put on the earth called human beings. God really, really doesn't want animals. David knew that. He wants praise. He wants praise, your praise, my praise. And let me tell you something. David knew how to praise God. He really did. And uh, if you can just get a hold of that, I told you it was going to be simple. I told you it wasn't going to be complicated. If you will, in your relationship with God, come to the understanding and then act on it, Act like you know this, that God loves your praise more than anything else. Once you make things right with him in repentance, then he wants you to praise him. And when you praise him, he says in his word, he will come and inhabit or live in that praise. He'll show up. And wherever that praise is, he's not going to leave the scene of praise. David said in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Let me tell you something. In, in God's economy, in, in God's way of looking at it, heaven's 911, calling on God is picking up the phone. And there's a way to do that. There's a way to call on God and to cry out to him. And if calling on God is picking up the phone, then praising God is dialing 911 and making the connection. David said, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. That's how I'm going to be praised from my enemies. He said in one place, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. He said, you help me. Join me. He said, oh, come and magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt 
his name together. Why? Because God loves it when we call on him in praise and worship and draw near to him. That's when God says, I'm going to come to your rescue. That's when he says, I'm going to do whatever it takes to deliver you from what has you bound. I could go into what I've preached many times and talked many times. I'm just going to bring this to a close early. You say, you say, I don't feel it, Pastor. I don't feel like praising him yet. We're one-third of the way through the service. And uh, I just hadn't felt what I need to feel. God bless your little heart. You know what? If you have that attitude, you're never going to feel what you need to feel to praise him. Heaven's emergency system consists of you looking at your situation and saying truthfully to yourself and to God, God, I can't do anything about this. You're going to have to come on the scene. And oh, by the way, God, you've never let me down before. I might have failed you a few hundred thousand times and disappointed you, but you've never done me wrong. And so I'm going to praise you for doing it again this time. I'm going to praise you for coming through again this time. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. If it works, if 911 works in the real world, it sure will work in God's world. Hallelujah. There's something we forget. Something we, we, we just, I, I don't know why it is, we just seem to can't remember the order of things. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, the Apostle Paul said. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, the Apostle Paul writing, it may be the exact opposite of what you feel like doing, but you can't live your life based on your feelings because your feelings, your emotions will lie to you. David understood the secret. He said, I will call upon the Lord. This is verse 3. Put 18 and 3 up, brother. I'm going to do this because he's worthy. Who is worthy to be praised. And so that's how God's going to come through for me and save me from my enemies. Listen to me today. Heaven's emergency system will work if you use it. A telephone, as far as I know, even Sister Siri, notwithstanding, if you have an iPhone, but a telephone still doesn't dial itself. Somebody has to give the order for it to dial, even in our technological world that's so advanced today. But here's how it works. You've got to pick up the phone Dial 911, and God answers, and his ambulance with his angel paramedics arrive on the scene to do whatever you need them to do, and they show up in your driveway if you do it the right way, if you call on the Lord in praise. That means you're going to have to do it before the ambulance arrives. You're going to have to do it before God's 
angelic army shows up and whoops that devil and beats him on the head and kicks him out of your life. You're going to have to praise God like you believe it's already happened. Brother Edwards, I've heard you preach this so many times. Why are you preaching it again? Number one, because God said to. And number two, because some of us still don't get it. If you did, I'd see you behave a little bit differently sometimes when you come to church on Sunday afternoon. And I'm not going to go there. I decided I wasn't going to step on toes if I can help it. But we should just praise God because he's great. The Bible says, and greatly to be praised. We should just praise God because of who he is. Hallelujah. Just, just when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul's just got to cry out, oh God, praise God for saving me. Hallelujah. That's a 911 call to heaven when you're praising God just because he's worthy, just because he loves you, just because he says in his word, I'll do anything you need me to do for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this to a close. Musicians, come on. I, 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 I want to make sure you understand. Listen to me. Somebody that's going through something here today. When, when it gets rough, when it seems like all hell has broken loose, and uh, you, you just you had an emergency hit, here's, here's what you can do. You can uh, just sit and look at the phone and think, man, I sure wish the rescue squad would hurry up and get here. I wonder if that phone will dial itself. Well, I've got news for you. It won't. You've got to pick up the phone and make the call. The Bible says the Lord is near you when you call on him. Psalm 145. Verse 18, the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. To all that call upon him in truth, he will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will hear their cry and will save them. The devil has lied to somebody here today and said, oh, God, he won't listen to you. He won't hear your cry. Oh, no, you've done this or you've done that. Or you called on God before, and he, he didn't pick up the phone yet. Those are lies right out of the pit of hell. You need to echo the words of David as we all stand together when he said, He will hear my cry and will save me. Somebody here needs to say like David, Hear my cry, oh God. Would you attend unto my prayer from the ends of the earth? If I have to go to the ends of the earth, I'm going to cry unto you. And when my heart is overwhelmed, God, I want you to lead me to that rock that's higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. 
where I can run into and be safe. If you're going through something today before you make your journey out of this room into your vehicle and off into the rest of your afternoon, if you're going through something today before you do that, would you make your way by this Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. Calvary Church is located at 406 North 44th Street in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Service times are Sunday school at 1 p.m. every Sunday, except the last Sunday of each month, and worship service at 2 p.m. Also, we have an all-church service at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Calvary Church is affiliated with the United Pentecostal Church International. Thank you, and have a blessed day.